Welcome to War Room, the official podcast of the U.S. Army War College Online Journal, graciously supported by the Army War College Foundation. Please join the conversation at warroom.armywarcollege.edu. We hope you enjoy the program. Make sure not to miss a single podcast and subscribe to A Better Peace, the War Room podcast at iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite subscription service. The views expressed in this presentation are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect those of the U.S. Army War College, U.S. Army, or Department of Defense. Welcome to War Room, Mill Spouse Edition, Their Mission, Our Story, a limited-run series on a better peace that addresses the issues that military families face while they support their soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines, Guardians, and Coasties. My name is Linda. I'm a Navy wife with the survival skills to raise two children, move seven times, and thrive during multiple deployments, and somehow still find time to volunteer. My co-host navigating these stories with me is Faith. Faith is an Army wife who works outside the home as a doula and gives her time away as a perpetual, unprofessional volunteer. We know this isn't War Room's normal fare, but we're confident that the topics featured will highlight our unique military culture. Expect the conversations to be honest, the stories to be impactful, and the resources to help the family's mission. Hello, this is Faith Bomar with Mill Spouse Edition. And I'm Linda Lind. Welcome to our story. We are your co-hosts for this special series. The military lifestyle is often challenging when it comes to self-care, especially during times of transition and deployments. All those things force us to find or redefine our daily routines, and oftentimes our own mental and physical health takes a back seat. What helps us set our own realistic, attainable goals? How do we readjust our mindset and factor in reaching our health and wellness goals? We are joined today by Pyle Talwar and Giovanna Alexander to discuss these things and the resources available to us. Pyle Talwar is a neuro-linguistics programming life and performance coach and trainer and a law of attraction trainer. She holds an MBA in HR and a master's in science. She has worked with corporations as well as educational institutes and individuals. She loves working with people to enable them to shift their mindsets and to empower them to optimally utilize all their internal and external resources. She is married to a soldier in the Indian military. Giovanna Alexander holds a bachelor's degree in human ecology, nutrition, and dietetics from the University of the West Indies. She also holds a postgraduate diploma in institutional and community nutrition and dietetics from WUI. She earned a master's in public health and a nutrition concentration from Tulane University. She has a wide array of experience, having worked at the Port of Spain General Hospital in Trinidad and Tobago as a registered dietitian, and has a research field data collection supervisor for a food security study. She also interned at the Pan American Health Organization and edited a Caribbean cuisine cookbook. Alongside her military spouse, she has lived many places and will be moving back to Germany this summer. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us. Happy to be here. Thank you for having us. 
So let's go right in. How do we define our personal health and wellness goals? And what does that look like to you? Well, um, so I'll start. I'll take up the first um, um, question. So I think we really have to focus on where you're at. And that's a good starting point. Um, from there, I like to think about this as looking at objective criteria and then sub subjective criteria. What do I mean by that? Um, what is your health status? Have you done a physical? Are you overweight? Are you underweight? What is your blood pressure like? What is your blood sugar like? What are your cholesterol levels? And I think um, those things would really drive the actions that you would take um, in, in the pursuit of whatever your goal is. When we talk about subjective criteria, um, I would say it's more of an aesthetic. Um, do we, do, are we happy with how we look? Um, do we want to gain 10 pounds? Do we want to lose 10 pounds? Do we want to, um, quote unquote, get fit? Whatever that means to you. And, and, and that varies. That could be like, I would like to walk and not feel tired. Absolutely. Or it could be that I want to do a CrossFit class. So when we look at our, our health and wellness goals from that perspective, I like to think about it um, as that, that objective criteria, um, what a doctor would tell you, for want of a better word, and then marry that with the subjective things. What do we want to see or feel in ourselves? So basically, we have to know where we're at to know where we want to get to. Great. Yes. Unless you have a starting point, you cannot have an ending point. Mm -hmm. And um, I'd just like to add to that, Gio. Um, when I think of wellness, for me, wellness is more wholesome. Uh, it's physical wellness, it's emotional wellness, it's social wellness, it's financial wellness. It's a complete package. Mm. Once we have wellness in place, I would like to look at health after that. Once your mind is wholly well, feeling good, that's when you can focus on the body as well. And like Gio said, get the objectives in place and then what you desire to do with yourself. Does motivation often start in the mind then? So um, Payal and I, we right. really, um, we, we talk we talk about this all the time. And it really is the marriage of the tangible yes. and the intangible. Oh, I like that. That's a great, a great point, a great talking point. So um, just to, to go a little bit more in depth on that is, you know, we often have a plan, right? Oh, we're going to do that physical. We're going to, um, you know, um, get a personal trainer. We're going to talk to a dietitian. Let's just say that's the tangible thing, yeah, right? Yeah, start on Monday. Exactly. <laughs> Right. And we're going to start on Monday. The intangible part, which is which is so important because it really drives the tangible part, is that how do we feel about our ability to to um, execute that? Do we, our confidence in ourselves, you know, um, and and our mental state. And that really is um, so important to bring those two things together to to achieve success. So the mind will drive the body and the body will drive the mind. So it's not one before the other. It's both tandem. Both in tandem. Yes, I like that. Thinking kind of about, about both in tandem, what are some barriers or roadblocks that we face 
in one or the other, um, especially in our military lifestyle, that can that can affect this. Well, um, to say that this is a unique lifestyle would really be an understatement. <laughs> and I mean, the 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 barriers they are plentiful. We talk about moving time, literally breaking down a life and setting it up somewhere else. Uh, the challenges of, of a completely new environment, ecological environment, social environment, um, personal lives. I mean, the barriers are numerous. So um, we, we don't want to um, really underplay that. So let's look at moving as an instance, right? We have to find a new gym. We have to find new grocery stores. We have to find new farmers markets. Uh, we, do we have a house yet? Oftentimes we're in, we're in a, a hotel or temporary lodging for a long time. Um, especially if you go, you go, you throw Okona's moves into that mix. We're so consumed with settling our children and our family. So oftentimes we, we fall to the back burner. So, um, I don't like to just talk about barriers without talking about solutions, right? Um, we are such a resourceful group of people and we put so much emphasis into ensuring that our kid who wants to play lacrosse has a set up lacrosse team when we get there. We are so concerned with their social lives that we go find friends for them and find moms with those friends. We are um, so concerned with schools that we could tell you everything about every school district in every state, right? And I hope and I want for anybody who is um, interested in a health journey to put that same energy into yourself because you're worthy and your health is a priority, we are the engine rooms of our family members, of our, of our, of our family unit. So um, I want us to spend a little time finding a gym that feels right for us, if that's your thing. Finding a park or a trail that you would want to walk or ride on, if that's your jam. I want you to be aware of all of the farmer's markets that are local, that, that supply food that you want to eat. And that could work for you because we cannot kid ourselves into thinking that all those other things require that level of work. And the thing that we want to accomplish does not, you know, I have come to acknowledge that over the number of times that we have PCS, that there is a time period after our household is set, after our children are in school, after my spouse is out the door and knows where he's going, that I suffer from what can only be referred to as PCS blues. I am an extrovert. I am I um, volunteer in our community everywhere that we go. I have worked outside of the home multiple times over the years, and I am a grown ass woman. But it has never stopped that time period of mourning where we have been, and 
being challenged mentally and physically about where I need to get to now. And I can liken it to baby blues when you are in love with your newborn, but at the same time, your entire life is now different and not postpartum depression, that being completely different and a different condition and a different podcast. But I've likened it to baby blues. So I get I get PCS blues. And because I am outgoing, this has surprised people. But I have also been able to have candid conversations with people about how do I dig myself out because mind and body are completely disconnected during that time. Pyle, can you talk to a little bit about that and tell me I'm I'm not so unique in this because I don't think that I am. (laughs) No, absolutely. You're not so unique because uh, let's face it, this is the reality we face. Military spouses will move military spouses will have the blues. And the first uh, level, I think, is to accept it. This is going to happen. This is happening. Yes. And then to be aware of the multiple times that one has gone through it and the multiple times one has gone through it. So just having that belief in yourself that, okay, I'll give myself some time, but there is always some choice that I can make to get out of it. It boils down to what are the choices that you're making, right? If we start looking for similarities, that's the easier part. Change will always happen. Change has similarities too. So what are the similarities in this station vis-a-vis my old station? Are there the similar things I can do here? And if we can, like Gio said, bring the same energy to look at ourselves, the way we look at, uh, you know, friends for our uh, children. Why wait till they have to be out of the door to look at ourselves? Let's start with them. We are a member of the family too. And it all starts with just being aware this is going to happen to me. I'm going to get the blues. But yes, I've got through it multiple times. I can do it yet again. Just that faith in yourself, I think. Learning the resources in your area is integral because this, these are the tangible things that will get you through the hurdles. For example, we're talking about a health and wellness journey. Right here on Carlisle Barracks at Dunham Health Clinic, you can see a registered dietitian. You can call and make an appointment. So really taking that time after, after you, 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 you go through the acceptance period and you, you do what you need to do to get out of it. You speak with your friends, you, because those are resources too. people who are in the similar situation. You think about how are we going to use this formulate a plan to accomplish what we're going to accomplish. I think it, you just unlocked a key for me. When I refer to it as PCS blues, it sounds sad. But you just said acceptance period. It seems to me like that is a more optimistic title for the exact same thing that I transitioned through personally. So I'm going to start, I'm going to adapt that and use that and credit you completely. But that, so that's, that is wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, what you just said, Uh, I'm going to ask you something. How do you eat an elephant? With hot sauce? <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> okay, so one, one bite, bite at a time. Yes, okay, okay. Yeah, absolutely 
one bite at a time. So that's how you transition over the acceptance period also. One of the things that I always try to do when we get to a new place is for me personally, finding a church. I think that is the acceptance that I need to go through to get out of, okay, we're here. I'm in a new place. So this is where I need to go for me, for me to find people, to find the the people that are going to help my mind get into the right place. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What a what a wonderful point. You know, and that that statement right there reflects our self-awareness because it it is you recognizing what you need to be in order to be strong. You know what I'm saying? So when we talk about a health journey and so on, it often takes a period of of definition, of sitting down and thinking, what do I need? in order to get healthy. And for you, let me tell you, spiritual and mental is, is, is an important key to that. You know, if, if we look at, the, look at the army and, you know, we're in the war college right now and we're talking about strategic thinking and, and all these things, our husbands are coming home and telling us. The army is really um, focused on the performance triad and nutrition, sleep, and, and exercise are part of that. So the army has defined it a lot for soldiers, but for us, I challenge us to, to, to think about it for us. What do we need in order to perform optimally to make this, this, of this family unit of ours, which serves this great nation, work? How do our internal beliefs and preconceived notions influence our health? All right. So uh, here, the most important thing about our internal belief, I think, is the identity we give ourselves. You know, if we believe that we are fighters and we succeed, then we are going to succeed. If a belief is stopping us there, if the identity I give myself is of a healthy being, my choices are going to be healthier. If I'm a health enthusiast, I'm going to look at healthy food, I'm going to look at exercise. But if I'm Defining myself as somebody who gives up. The label we give ourselves, we kill to keep the labels. We stick to the labels. So I feel the most important thing in the belief is to give yourself a very healthy label, a useful, resourceful label, whatever sits with you. So from a nutrition um, perspective, um, I have heard... Um, Many people um, express very overtly some of these beliefs, and they sound oftentimes like, it's my genetics, or um, I, some people have it easier, or um, looks don't matter, or it is what it is. I've got wonderful excuses for both of you. Don't you worry. I've got a list of them here. I'll read them after. <laughs> So, so sometimes, you know, I, I don't want to, uh, you know, just pacify it as just an, like an excuse because people have reasons and, and experiences and so on, which led them to hold, to, to hold such beliefs. Um, sometimes it could be from how we were brought up, you know, like as an example, like my husband and I were, were chatting about this issue and he was like, the belief that you have to finish what's on your plate. 
and you and you know coming to America, you know I I'm an immigrant. The portion sizes here is a is a drastic difference, you know. So um, the the notion that one has to finish what's on their plate, you know, <laughs> it, it could really be counter to what you're trying to achieve. So sometimes it really takes a a, a deep dive into what are the things that we hold. Um, or, or, or believe about what we should do, how we should live, um, how we feel about ourselves. Take a deep dive and see if it's lining up with with our goals and objectives and what we want to achieve for ourselves. Almost like a retrain. Yes, retrain, reframe, you know, because to an extent, things may not be totally wrong, you know, because we want you to love the body that you're in. That's your body. You know, and but there are certain things that are not negotiable as well. You could love how you look, but nobody would ever, um, a health professional would would not say to you, it's okay to not exercise or to be sedentary. That's not true either. So it's 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 not like we are on extremes. Love yourself and how you look. You're beautiful, but yes, you still need to take a walk. So, what does a healthy diet look like? So I will start this yeah. part. Non-negotiables, um, yeah. Non- <laughs> and I mean, we 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 really want to try to get away from this. It has to be this, or it has to look this way, or it, or and it should not look that way because that's not true. Uh, uh, a healthy diet is so individual because we are individuals. We have different health statuses. We have. Um, different things going on with our bodies. For example, if somebody has high cholesterol or diabetes, their diet may look very different to somebody who has kidney kidney issues. You know, so it really is not a one size fit all which complicates things. So for the purpose of this co- this podcast, we will talk in general about some a few tips that a, a healthy diet would would look like. A healthy diet in my opinion um, includes a variety of foods from all the food group, groups. We, we, I, I am not one to say that we only eat this and we exclude, you know. In each food group, however, we want to select most often the most healthful choices. For example, if we are using staple foods or foods that are um, contain carbohydrates, we want to choose more complex carbohydrates like sweet potato, whole grain bread. Um, Fruits and vegetables, we should have a plethora of them. And in this country, we have such great choices, you know. Of course, with moving and so forth, we might have to try new things, which is, which is, I mean, variety is the spice of life. So little things like that and how we change our mindsets, you know, um, goes a long way. When we look at foods from animals, um, meats, we want to choose lean options most often. Um, our dairy, you want to look at no, low-fat options. Be careful to read the labels when you go to the grocery store because many things pose as healthy foods, especially in today's society. Um, whereas yogurt, they put all these sweet things in it and maybe it's the same calories as a sandwich, you know? So um, mm-hmm. making smart choices as well. Using legumes and um, foods that contain good soluble fibers because fiber is so very important for our, our digestion. 
um, drinking water most often and trying to avoid sugary drinks. That's a really big, big thing that and um, that I see in many places. People drink their calories. So much of their, their calories comes from what they drink. And also to last but not least, um, really trying to moderate alcohol intake. That is, you know, if you're looking at a, a health and fitness journey, that's really important. I would also say something, the intangibles that we were talking about, uh, one should not be scared of food. Food is nutrition. Food is beautiful. In fact, food is family time. Food is bonding. So my only uh, request would be to not be scared of the food, to have the control over it, control in choosing the portion sizes, and to love the food for the nutrition it gives. Uh, one simple thing that I recommend to everybody is to bless the food that we eat or cook. So bless the food with all, because after all, everything in the world is energy. Once we bless the food with the energy we want it to give us, we will see it manifesting for ourselves. Yes, everything is all about the energy that you give to things around you. And like she said, they are the non-negotiables. Yeah. It's all there in front of us. It's rather the thing like you eat to live and not live to eat. And, and Kyle made a really good point, not labeling a food as good or bad, but how you use something really is, is what it controls the impact on you. You know what I'm saying? I am definitely one of those people where as soon as you tell me I can't have it, Boy, am I going to show you. <laughs> yep, that's me too. So <laughs> diets that eliminate something that becomes emotionally important to me, I inevitably don't follow through with and reach any goals. Because it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. And you're feeling like a victim. Yeah. You're feeling pity on yourself. Mm-hmm. Poor me. I can't have this. I'm not supposed to have this. So that's what she spoke about, the moderation. Yes. And now, and then on top of that, you feel bad because I shouldn't have had that and I had it. And so now I feel bad and you start that vicious cycle. Oh, don't shit on me. Nobody should, sh- don't shit on me. Nobody is saying to avoid it, you know, but what we want to practice is portion control. You know, if you, if you decide to have it, have, have a small amount. Enjoy it, savor it. And oftentimes we don't do that. You know, we do not take the time to really sit down, enjoy and savor. And that's why we consume so much oftentimes, you know, but really shifting and refocusing, reframing how we see food, how we see enjoyment. You know, it it really would become more pleasurable when in that balance. Okay, well, where do you take someone when they feel that they have plateaued with their health? So this is, I feel like I have this question all the time and it is a great question. And I, I always start off with a, with a question and I know it frustrates some, some people, but bear with me, right? When you feel like you're plateaued, I really ask you to take a deep dive into what you're doing currently. Are you still Honestly, expending the same level of effort that you've been consistently doing. And the answer, if it's no, it's okay. Because then it might be a simple, 
well, I need to ramp up a little bit if I'm, if I'm honest with myself. So let me give you a tangible example. I'm a Zumba instructor. And before the pandemic, we were teaching in person, of course, you know, because life before 2020, it was, you know, and then um, COVID and we had to move to Zoom. Oh, my goodness. How boring. (laughs) Right. In a typical Zumba class, I move from one side of the room to the next. I'm in the front. I'm in the back. We're clapping. It's so much energy. It's, It's high intense. Now we are on Zoom and I have to stay in front of the camera. So. Tangibly, I exercised the same number of days. Yes, it was the same number of days. But was was I doing the same amount of work? No, because I was in front of this little space. I wasn't across the room because I, uh, you know, I didn't have um, video equipment and all of that. You know, we were trying to make it work. So when ten pounds happened, I'm like, hmm, why? Why did this happen? And it's because I was not really doing the same amount of work, even though I was doing the same number of days of work. If I was honest with myself, I had a few more glasses of wine than typically. (laughs) You know, so it it takes a real honest reflection of are you really doing the same thing when you started, even though it may be the same quantitatively. Now, if after you're saying yes, I am doing the same level of work. Maybe the response is I need to evolve. Maybe that that type of exercise is no longer working for me. Maybe my muscles have become, you know, so used to it that it's it's not really taking me to the next level. Are we afraid to try something new? What resources can we utilize or tap into to say, well, you know what? I may need a little bit of help to take me to the next level. Maybe at this point, I might want to refine my diet because I'm now in a stronger place and I feel like I could deal with a little bit more, you know, of a focused approach. Maybe, maybe I could hire a trainer for a month or two to see if it is that I need to work on my form or my technique. Pyle, when I'm feeling overwhelmed in during these transition times, after a plateau or during a plateau. Um, do you have any advice on that, on where to begin again, almost? Definitely. Uh, it's a very, very nice question because we do get overwhelmed with things going on. Every time there's a move, there's a whole lot of change that happens. So the first thing is, if you've hit a plateau, like Gio said, if something is not working, do something else. Do anything else. Just try different things because it ultimately boils down to the stories we are telling ourselves. Honestly, the stories we are telling ourselves. Now, a plateau might be an age-related thing too. You have to be very, very sure of what is your current reality. I cannot expect the same body uh, which I had when I was 18 years old. At 50 years of age, maybe menopause is happening. Maybe other things are happening and the body is getting tired. But taking all that into your current reality and starting from that that point, starting from wherever you are right now, being very honest. And again, I would say the acceptance level also has to be there. Like you said, everyone is beautiful. As long as your health is letting you 
be healthy and well. I don't need to be size 6 or 0. I could be a size 12 and be healthy if that is my goal. What do I want? What is my current reality? And then going from there to trying out different things which would suit me. I think some of it too goes along with what you said earlier, Pyle, about the labels that we give ourselves and being honest with what we want them to be and and where we are and being being honest with ourselves. I think of the uh, the class that you taught back in November where you had me say somebody else's name and try and swallow that and how it didn't work because I knew I wasn't that person. And so being honest with our labels is... Yeah, yeah the labels that we give ourselves, I think, are the most important things in our lives. We want to achieve any goal. Are we setting out for success or have we given ourselves a label that doesn't work? I've just returned from a trip to my hometown where I met with an old friend and I was surprised in the conversation because it went a direction that I was not expecting when I was asked the question, what do you do for yourself? And I immediately started answering all about what my spouse is currently doing and individually what my kids are doing and then the volunteer work that I've done in the community that I'm working on, including this podcast and the um, little trips here and there. But he stopped me for a moment and said, no, I meant, what do you do for you? I couldn't answer because I don't know that I'm always honest enough with myself on what I need and am I following through on that because I'm answering to the titles in which I have tagged myself. I'm answering to my hashtags, not to my heart. Well, that's a great realization, you know, and, 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 and you can move off from that point. You know, you could start to think about it. And then when you think about it, you define it and then you decide how you're going to go after it. You know, but also, too, I wanted to make the point that sometimes, you know, Pyle and I were chatting and we're so hard on ourselves, you know, because she was sharing with me that um, she's a runner and she felt that if she didn't do these number of miles for the day, even though she was tired like a dog, that it was not good enough. And oftentimes we, 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 we push ourselves to, to such a limit where it becomes... Uh, um, almost as if we're not going against our goal. And what I mean by that is that if you're so exhausted, maybe a nice yoga flow series or vinyasa is what you need at that point in time. That is okay that you didn't burn the 500 calories doing the, the however many miles. That maybe your body needed a good stretch and a decompression at that point in time. Or maybe even you just needed rest. You know, so um, in the pursuit of our goals to 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 always remember that it is not something that we it, do at all expense because it's for us. You know, what do you do for yourself? Very often, uh, this is what happens to military spouses. We uh, because 
the spouse, the working spouse, he has a job to do. He has a career to look at. The children need to go to the school. So they are the priorities. And by the end of the day, when we've got over with them, there's hardly any time that you want to reflect and be with yourself. So my uh, suggestion to each one of us would be to just take out some time in the day. Maybe just those five minutes before you get up. Think about what you really, really want your day to be like. Set an intention for the day for yourself. If you could write it out, have a WhatsApp group amongst yourselves, just an intention. And at the end of the day, just review it with gratitude. Ten things that I'm, what I like to do is just close my palms and open one finger at a time. Ten things that I'm grateful for today. So those are the things that will make you reflect on your life. What is it that you're adding for yourself? After all, you're an important member of the same family. If we can look after our children, we can look after our spouse. What stops us from looking after ourselves? We need to be nourished. So nourishing the soul, the mind, the body, everything. I feel like we can't end on any better notes than no, that. No, absolutely not. <laughs> um, is there any last uh, words of wisdom that you would like to share before we close? I think it's really important to ask yourself, what's your why? Why you're doing um, whatever it is that you're trying to achieve in your health and fitness goal. And this would, I think, drive and direct your efforts. I think also um, that you have to plan to succeed, like with anything that we're trying to accomplish for our children, for our spouses, for our family, the amount of time and effort that we put into it, it is the same that we have to put in to our own personal health and wellness um, goals. And I want us to also to focus on aiming for success, but not seeing it necessarily as a destination but as a journey uh, we were talking about this earlier and uh, there's something that came up that this is one year that we've got one full year mm-hmm. for the next lot coming in and if they start strong realizing whatever your goal is at the end of the year you want to look a certain way you want to be a certain way then this is the time to start really take that step not just think about it. Do it. Do it now, like Nike says. <laughs> As today's episode comes to a close, I want to thank Giovanna and Pyle for joining us. You gals have been incredible, and I've already learned so much. Thank you. Thank you, for thank you so much. We had fun. And we'd like to thank all of our listeners out there as well. Please send us your comments on this podcast or others, and we'd also love to hear your suggestions or ideas for future topics. We're always interested in hearing from you. If you've not already done so, I hope you'll subscribe to War Room via our website, which will put updates and content directly in your inbox. And you can also subscribe to A Better Piece on the podcatcher of your choice. And if you would, rate and review the podcast. That will certainly help other people find us. We look forward to having you all again with us soon. And until next time, from the War Room, I'm Faith Bomar with Their Mission. And I'm Linda Lind. This has been our story. And that concludes our program. Thank you for listening. 
The views expressed in this podcast reflect those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views, policies, or positions of the U.S. Army or the Department of Defense. Let us know what you think. Provide us your feedback, comments, or suggestions through our webpage at warroom.armywarcollege.edu. And have a great day.